0: And while you're there on I Work for Him, click on the I Work for Him Nation flag and prayerfully consider joining the I Work for Him Nation. Join thousands around the globe praying for their co workers and employees by name each and every day. That's IWorkForHim.com, iWorkThenumber4him.com. Remember, your workplace is your mission field, and in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your co workers and employees may ever meet. Thanks again for listening. I hope this broadcast will make an impact on your life so that you'll never look at your workplace the same again. Let's get to today's show. You've tuned into the fastest one hour in Christian talk radio, and we call it, I work for him. Hey, many big thanks, super big thanks squad to the whole crew here at Salem, but specifically today, Ace Andrews working on pulling everything together. We got callers coming in from everywhere today to talk about the Nehemiah Projects Urban Initiative. But just a minute on that. Hey, have you taken time to join the I Work For Him Nation? We are getting members, new members, every day to join the I Work For Him Nation. People are finally stepping up and saying, no, Jim, I do want to make that commitment. I do want to start praying for my coworkers and employees by name each and every day. I do want to look for ways to serve those people in my workplace. I do want to look for ways to befriend the people that I work with. I do want to look for ways to pray with people when I notice that their countenance is just down when they're just not having a great day i do want to be the best the brightest example of a person in my position in my workplace so that people will ask me hey what's wrong with you why do you do such a good job and you can say because jesus christ he impacted my life and ever since i met jesus my life's never been the same again That's what it means to join the I Work For Him Nation. Make that commitment to just take the first step to start praying for your coworkers and employees by name each and every day. Go out to IWorkForHim.com. That's IWork, the number four, Him.com. And click on the I Work For Him Nation flag. And yes, we are in the midst of designing an I Work For Him Nation bumper. I mean, window cling, window sticker. That's what it is. Those are going to be coming out soon. Anybody that joins We'll get one of those, and you can put your commitment right there on your window, on your car, if you so choose, maybe on your cubicle even. Hey, but in order to join the I Work for Him Nation, it really takes a paradigm shift in your minds. Romans 12, 2 talks about this. Don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world, but let God transform you. We all know what transform means. Just picture the Transformer movies. Let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. We need to change the way we think because we as a church in the United States of America have gotten such skewed versions of what Christianity is all about. And we got to change the way we think and adopt what the scriptures actually say Christianity is all about. Following Christ is all about. Romans 12, 2. That's what it is. Hey, every day I try to bring something new, something challenging to you about our workplace. And today we've got an opportunity for you to put your money where your mouth is to actually take your talent and put it to work to actually take what you hear on the radio today and take it to your pastor and say hey pastor i learned something on the radio today on IWork for him and we should be doing this in our church today we are talking with charles kearse and nadine watson They're with the Nehemiah Project, and we're talking specifically today about the Urban Initiative. Let me tell you—no, I'm not going to tell you about it. I'm just going to welcome these guys to the show. Charles, Nadine, welcome to I Work For Him. Well, thank you. Thank you, Jim. Nadine, are you still there with us? Well, we might have lost her. Ace, if you want to check that connection, that'd be great. Charles, talk to me about how Christ is making a difference in your life today.
1: Well, I'm— I'm a brand-new man, and I've been that way since the Lord offered me a better way. I grew up in Brooklyn, New York, and uh, God has fulfilled His promise for over 40 years in my life. I grew up in the inner city, a gangbanger, doing things I had no business doing. But through the Word of God, through the light of the gospel of Jesus Christ, I'm living a life far better than I ever have dreamed of, and thus we're trying to actually— give people an opportunity in the cities to walk in that light and experience the same better way that god promised me
0: so did you how did you come to christ on the streets in new york city i mean did you come to (laughs) i mean did you did somebody share with you or i mean uh, tell me how it happened um you know it's interesting it was it was a very very
1: dramatic epiphany i was in the middle of mugging in in a project um called van dyke housing it says tall 16 uh story building and i was probably on the eighth floor had chased the guy into the building had him in a headlock and while i had him in the headlock god spoke to me and said there is a better way now i didn't know it was god there because then we didn't grow up in a church in fact we didn't go to church i didn't know about the holy spirit and so i let the guy go making sure he wasn't harmed and ran back to my mother's apartment in a different project which is tilden projects about a city block long in Brooklyn. And she lived uh, up on the upper floors of that building. And I, I there I ran to my, my bedroom and hid under a pillow. And for about an hour, I thought the cops were coming to get me and take me over to Rikers Island, where they locked up all the thugs. And it didn't happen. And so after that, I slid on my knees and said, God, if you're real, show me yourself. And I wasn't expecting him to crack the sky, but I was looking for something, and he revealed to me that Jesus Christ was the way, and had me started to read the Bible, get a Bible, read the Bible. The Holy Spirit told me to go to church, and, uh, you know, the rest is history. I became a preacher after, uh, you know, a short period of time and began to teach the Word, and, and God has showed me that that is the light that the inner city needs today, the same light that they needed before Jesus is the light of the world.
0: That was awesome. Love that story. God intersected your life, and he's still an expert at doing that today. We're talking today with Nadine Watson and Charles Kears about the Nehemiah Project and specifically their urban initiative. And you got started. We got to hear Charles' testimony. Now we got to hear from Nadine. Nadine, talk about how Christ is making an impact on your life today.
2: Oh, well, it's so great to be on the show. I'm so grateful, and I'm, I'm blessing everyone who's listening. Great. Christ has made a huge impact in my life. Uh, We moved here from New York uh, three years ago, and it was because, um, you know, I had a voice, and it was uh, a decision that I didn't even understand. And I had no idea that um, the Lord had a big plan for my life and a plan for others. And I'm so grateful that we have, my husband and I, my 14-year-old son, uh, we have walked in a path that is closer to Christ, closer to what we should be doing. My husband and I are both um, former executives in corporate America, and just to just walk away from that and know that Christ had something bigger in plan for us uh, was bigger than we could even imagine, and that's actually how we found our home church. So Christ is center in our home. And the most important
0: aspect of our life. So you got a home church, church there in Orlando, I imagine, right? Yes. Okay. And is that are you is that church the same church as where Bishop Alan Wiggins is? Yes. Okay. It is. All right. Because it's okay. So I start to see the connections now. Charles, are you part of that same body of Christ? Or are you in a different body of Christ over there in Orlando area?
1: Well, I I, I served with the Hope Church as a as an advisor and was. Uh, key in helping to start the um nehemiah project there the be classes there and the urban initiative and nadine actually was in my first class that uh, i taught there the be1 class there
0: so talk to me about nadine talk to me about you 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 transplant from the northeast down to orlando which is quite an adjustment, not only cultural, but also just weather-wise. The weather's a little bit different here. And you've lived here three years, so you already know summers are tough in Orlando. But winters are wonderful in Orlando, except this year where it was hot all year long, except for those these two months. Talk to me about how getting involved in a church that said, hey, we actually want to impact our urban community by bringing jobs. How did that shift your perspective, than what the perspective you had up in New York?
2: You know, I was never accustomed to that. I never knew that you could actually apply, um, biblical entrepreneurship, um, biblical principles, um, being connected to God and in your faith. I never, uh, thought that you could actually translate that into a movement of prosperity for people. Um, so when I got introduced to the Nehemiah Project, thankfully through Um, um, Bishop Alan T.D. Wiggins and my church and the Hope Church, I never even knew that this could be a concept, and I felt that at that moment, my goodness, all these years as an executive that I could go through life without even understanding how to do it in God's way, in God's Kingdom, and that was a huge impact, a huge impact. And a big awakening for
0: my life. Well, all of us have lived in a lifetime where we've been told, well, money will solve the problem. If we just would send money and and create money-based programs in the inner city, it'll solve the problem of poverty. But we've also seen in the last 50-plus years that years—I'm almost 50, so I'm speaking for myself—that it doesn't work. That it hasn't helped at all. That the welfare programs just encourage people to stay on welfare. And that the church, who had stepped aside to let the government come in— needs it just like your hope church is doing is stepping back into the inner city stepping back into the culture all over the country and saying hey no we've got the answers jesus is the answer but we're not going to shove jesus down your down your throat we're going to show you how to get a job hold a job run a business and through that we're going to introduce our faith that's a paradigm shift we're talking about charles how did you get introduced to the nehemiah project
1: well, I was uh charged. I I've been a, an entrepreneur since since the time of my um conversion when I was 14 because I had a choice to make whether to go uh the righteous path or go the underground uh hood path if you will. And uh I chose to 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 be an entrepreneur and realized that legitimate business was the way for me to get out of the the ghetto growing up in New York. You always saw big businessmen, you saw big uh, people doing big things in, in, the, in the environment. And so you had a chance to learn from mentors that would mentor you. I sold ice cream and hot dogs in Grand Central Station and Penn Station. And when I came down to Orlando, I had already passed it for about 25 years and realized that until I'm able to impact someone's economy, I'm really not impacting them spiritually the way I needed to. They can go to heaven, but then they were no earthly good. And so Bishop Alan Wigan charged me First of all, to get the business people of his, of his church together and begin to inspire them because there is a, a mall that he, uh, the church owns. It's called the Village Square Mall, and to get those folks together and, and to help them to, to aspire to create jobs, not simply be job takers, but job makers. And so he charged me to, to write a curriculum. Well, with uh, working on my businesses, I said, well, Pastor, I really didn't have time to do that. But I'll find you something, and I found the Nehemiah Project by Divine Providence. And long story short, we were able to to pilot it. But what we found with Nehemiah Nehemiah had began to experience so much success that it was really being drawn out into the other communities of of our of our cities, and it was not uh, focusing on the impact or. or focusing still on the inner city so um, well that was Mr. really Quiggin-
0: a, but that was really a money thing because the the to take the BE courses it was just plain and simple too expensive for the ur- people living in the urban environs isn't that the case
1: well yeah you know success follows success and so it was experiencing success and it went where uh, the market was bearing its its costs but we figured out a way to actually bring it back to where it originated which was in an inner-city church. And so the, the the challenge that Bishop Wiggins um, uh, uh, presented to Patrice is to say, hey, we need to get this back into the inner city so that it could be the salt and the light. It could be the tool that transforms the minds of people so that we can, again, not only get them prepared for jobs, which is the beginning stage of them getting involved in business, but to see them to grow into full-fledged, uh, flu- full flourish businesses that can help to change the city.
0: Well, and that's a mouthful. But let's just step it back for a little, a little bit, because I, what I understand in, in, and this is in my simplistic terms, is that as you just said, uh, Bishop Alan Wiggins uh, said, "I I love this, Charles. This is fantastic." And, and Patrice said, "Let's create a little bit different, a little, a, a little different permutation of the uh, Nehemiah Project." If you, as a church, will go through the training, you can then train people and then deliver the training out into the community at whatever cost you want to pass it on to. Is that a fair uh, explanation? Yeah. No. Yeah. I'm
2: going to jump in.
0: Okay, go I'm ahead, gonna Nadine.
2: In. I'm going to jump in right now. All right. Um, because um, I'm hearing, you know, a little bit of the dialogue here, and I'm going to give you a little bit of perspective. Perfect. Um, I did not, uh, you know, get part of the Nehemiah project because I needed a discount. Okay. Okay. Um, I and my husband and I, as I mentioned earlier, we are, uh, part of a corporate environment that we are used to paying five to twenty thousand dollars for corporate training. So for the Nehemiah project, when it was entered into my, um, uh, you know, opportunity, it was a perfect match for us. And so what we're trying to do is we are looking for, um, obviously, the, the, the least um, left behind, the, the left behind, the, the least forgotten people that have talents that just don't know how to do business in God's kingdom. There is an equal opportunity initiative that's happening where we are now exposing ourselves through Nehemiah Power Project through businesses that just did not have the proper platform. So what we're doing here at Hope Church is we're becoming a launching pad. We are becoming uh, basically an innovative toolbox in the sense that we can actually create hope. We can create the vision. We can create business-minded people. And what better way to do it into than in Christ
0: following, I love that. So and I, just I appreciate to
2: just clarify I, I, that.
0: I appreciate the clarification, and maybe I misunderstood. But we'll dig into it a little bit. I really want people to understand how they can get their church involved. We got people listening all over Tampa Bay and around the world, and I want people to understand how can I do this because I know that we're starting this right here in Orlando, but the the idea is to expand the Urban Initiative around the globe eventually. We're talking today with Nadine Watson and Charles Kearse, about the Nehemiah Project's urban initiative. And Nadine, you were offering some clarification, and so I just need to ask some clarification, so we'll just do it all on the air. Is there two different side-by-side programs? I know that the Biblical Entrepreneurship Program is, is offered to anyone. They can get it right now online. They can go out to the nehemiahproject.org and sign up and participate in those programs. But there's also a different kind of a program going on at Hope Church that enables people to get it, get access to it who maybe in the past couldn't get access to it. Is that true?
2: It is and you know what what's so beautiful is that we are all God's children. Amen. And so we're all one. And the beautiful thing that what is what's happening at Hope right now which I'm so excited about is that we are the launching pad for the urban initiative in incorporating a biblical entrepreneurship and I'm so excited about the perspective that hope is applying in this area. Uh, We are also the ecosystem of incorporating a business Christian chamber ministry, an ecosystem and an atmosphere where we are incorporating businesses and entrepreneurs and people that are making, you know, not so much, but millions of the variety to collect them. But the central part, whether it's the Urban Initiative or whether it's Nehemiah, whether it's hope, is that we are all part of God's kingdom, and we are going to make sure that we are going to grow and prosper and make sure that what we do is going to connect to God's kingdom.
0: So Charles, as you worked right alongside Bishop Wiggins to get this started, as you found the Nehemiah Project, did you go through the program before you brought it to the church and said, hey, pastor, this is what I found? How did it all come down?
1: Yeah, I actually um, per- perused it. I'm, I've gone through B, one, two, and three. I'm a certified uh, teacher for it. And, what, and when you say B,
0: E, we're just going to tell everybody listening that's biblical entrepreneurship. Biblical
1: entrepreneurship, yes. And, and so my role is is more of an evangelist to take it to the different communities and different churches. And then once there the church uh, has the program in house, they have an individual like Nadine that then facilitates the growth of it in their church and in their community. But as we think about the Urban Initiative, I want you to think broad and wide. It is on a sliding scale for individuals that may not be able to afford it, but we also reach individuals uh, like Nadine and others that can afford it, which then allows for it to be profitable. It is a ministry and a business model, a hybrid of sorts, so that it, it's able to do good work in the community through entrepreneurship
0: so let's talk about some of the impact both of you guys are business people you've been a pastor charles but i know i understand now that you were well why don't you talk about what you do during the day because i know the nehemiah project that that's some of what you do and Nadine, i know the nehemiah project is some of what you do let's talk about what you guys do during the day charles what do you do during the day well,
1: I, I'm a serial entrepreneur, and what I do is... <laughs> There's I, healing
0: I, I, for that, maybe. You could get counseling yeah, for yeah. that.
1: <laughs> well, so it, 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 the beautiful thing is that you're able to conceive something and create something based upon the problems that we're, we're, we're seeing in society. And, and a bigger problem that we see in what my company, Urban Impact Industry, addresses is the, the lack of level five leadership within the inner cities of our, our country. Uh, we know that if we raise up entrepreneurial leaders through a business experience, now we have the leaders, uh, emerging leaders for the future that can actually lead the, com- the country uh, to its full potential as we reach our individual full potential. So in the daytime, I teach classes. I work for community college, uh, work with the community college here in town. And that's uh, Valencia, Valencia college. college, right? All right, Yes, sir. Yeah, we just launched a a multi-million dollar uh, facility where we're teaching advanced manufacturing and raising up individuals that uh, are are now looking at manufacturing. Uh, We look at different industries and we look to impact different industries because of the need to to just see uh, a turnover because baby boomers are retiring and We need these other individuals into these different industries. And so we're helping to
2: train those people up. All
0: right. So, Nadine, talk about your daily job.
2: Oh, wow. I'm a relationship um, manager and I specialize in the financial service area. I have my own agency and my own financial firm. I have about uh, 114 people um, that are spurs throughout the U.S., and I focus on building wealth and protecting wealth in the areas of insurance, investments, and retirement, and I'm very passionate about that because I feel that um, that is an area that people lack, especially here in this country, especially here in Florida, and so I am fully licensed and appointed to service as an independent broker, uh, dealer, over 180 companies so i help families build wealth protect their future and reduce their debt right now as my firm
0: all right so what attracted you to the nehemiah project then nadine as you already were an entrepreneur up north when you moved on here you're you you're into you're now working with the world financial group uh, on your own what what is it that attracted you to the nehemiah project because it sounds to me like you already had it figured out how to be an entrepreneur
2: No, not at all. Actually, Nehemiah Project and Hope and uh, Bishop Wiggins um, and Patrice helped me with that because I was lost. I came here um, three years ago, and I came with my dream job, and it was the most amazing scenario that I could possibly imagine. I spent 25 years as an executive uh, media sales internet um, director of sales, and everything was lined up to be perfect and there was something that was missing, and I didn't know what that was. And, you know, when I came here, um, I did not, I didn't have Hope Church. I found Hope through my prayers and travels. My son, who's 14 years old, found the Hope Church, and I knew that there was something that God wanted me to do. So when I found Hope through my son, I knew that there was something that I needed to change in my life, So I actually walked away from a very uh, secure career and had nothing. Hmm. And that transition was when the Nehemiah Project came into my life.
0: Wow, that's a great story. And when we come back from the break, I want to hear more about the impact of going through the Nehemiah Project, what it specifically has taught you and how it's impacted your life. Charles, a question for you as we head into the break. we got a couple of minutes before we head into the break. Talk to me about the the expansion of the Nehemiah Project all over Florida. It's I mean, it's based out of Portland, Oregon, but it's it's all over the world. People are experiencing the Nehemiah Project all over the world, but your specific passion, your specific part in helping, right alongside Patrice Sauge is and Pastor, Pastor Wiggins, Bishop Wiggins, is this expansion on the Urban Initiative. So, how do when you look at your ministry outside of your workplace during the day and you work on the Nehemiah Project, how is that making an impact? Where are you seeing the growth?
1: Well, again, the, the key thing is that we get to influence uh, future leaders and and the emerging leaders, leaders that are on the scene right now. And we can take them through the Scripture and say, well, this is what the Bible says. How does this apply to your everyday life? And when you're able to take the Scripture and apply it to your everyday life and rethink the Bible, transform your mind according to God's Word, then you have to perform that in the marketplace. And that's where the wisdom of God is demonstrated. I believe that's where we'll see greater miracles, because people in the marketplaces, they're now they're applying the Word of God where it really needs to apply outside the four walls of the church.
0: You know, you've said, okay, hey, we have a lack of level five leaders in the urban areas, uh, that you're trying to influence future and emerging leaders. And Why is it, really quickly, why is it that we have a lack of leaders in the urban environments?
1: (laughs) Well, I think it it simply goes back to the breakdown of the family. If you look at um, most of the families in the urban environment where there are minorities, You have um, most of the fathers are absolutely absent, and and therefore you don't have a two-family. You don't have a mom and a dad. You have a mom usually raising that that child, and it's very difficult for a mom to raise a man. She can raise a male, but to make that man or, or a leader someone that can go into that that community and and really shoulder the responsibility as they both nurture the greatness and the gifts that Nadine talked about within the community. It takes the family, it takes the entire cohesive family to make that to work.
0: Wow, that was a powerful statement. Nadine, I really want to hear from you about the impact. So you end up at Hope Church, you end up at a church that believes in training up biblical entrepreneurs. Have you gone through the entire biblical entrepreneur program then from the Nehemiah Project?
2: I have gone through um, um, biblical entrepreneurship 1 um, and 3, and I did the certification, and I actually entered into the contest. Um, I did the global uh, international um, business uh, competition.
0: So talk about that, because not everybody listening knows all about that. So talk about this global competition
2: oh, this is the beauty of the Nehemiah Project is that you have access to capital, you have access to people that are um, business owners and leaders. Um, I have to say that the people that I have met uh, through this course, uh, we're talking about uh, billionaires, multimillionaires, authors of books, um, uh, founders of companies, that you are actually collaborating and thinking about business practices in God's kingdom. There's no other platform in the world that can collectively bring people into the kingdom of Christ. And that is what the Nehemiah Project and the Urban Initiative does. It doesn't matter what your background is. It doesn't matter who you are, because when you are in Christ, you are all equal. And when you study together and you learn together, you learn so many great things. It has transformed my business,
0: hands down. So talk about the so this competition. You're competing with people that have put together business plans from uh, that have gone through biblical entrepreneurship, put together business plans from all over the world. How far into the competition did you did you get? I mean, uh, did you win?
2: I, I did not win, but guess what? My friends in Christ. Um, uh, Jane and Dean, my buddies, they did win. Um, but you know what? You 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 celebrate that win. Because, you know, Charles and I, and Charles will probably speak to it, we were in the same group. This is real. There are people that believe in entrepreneurism. And if you have the biblical entrepreneur aspect to it, I did not win to answer your question, but it was a healthy loss. That's Because cool. I'm now able to support my great friends, and um, I, I very much want them to, to, to prosper, but it actually is making me go back. I want to win again. I want to compete again. And this is the, this is the environment that we want to foster, wherever you are.
0: So Charles, talk to me about the 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 impact. We're hearing from Nadine the impact on her life, and, and it's powerful. Talk to me about. And even the even greater impact as you look at the impact on Hope Church and you look at the people that are going through BE1, BE2, Biblical Entrepreneurship 1, 2, and 3, that never could have gotten that opportunity had Hope Church not adopted the Nehemiah Project. How, I mean, have you had people that maybe weren't entrepreneurs going through that program that never would have had that opportunity had Hope Church not gotten involved? Um, yeah, and particularly
1: because BE-1 is really for everyone It's the Body of Christ that wants to see how to translate in the marketplace what they learn on Sunday, and they've been hearing. Now, how do you put this to work in the marketplace? And you could be an employee, and you could be you know, um, stay-at-home mom, but you're in the marketplace because you're taking your kids to a sporting event. And you'll learn that uh, one of the principles is that you learn that we complete as opposed to compete. You know, from a biblical standpoint, we are the body of Christ. We are one. So how do we work together to make the situation better? to go for the win-win as opposed to you have to lose and I'm going to win. Now, we're competitive. As Nadine spoke about, Nadine has actually participated on my team uh, with the Talking Drum Cafe, um, and, and we competed against uh, Hosanna Construction. Now, we're a startup. We're launching the cafe, and, the, and we competed against a, a company that's at, you know, $5 million plus. But yet it was the the ability to be in the room with them and the other competitors and say to them that regardless of what happens, we're praying with you, we're rooting for you, and therefore anyone can come into that process and grow. The key is that when a person enters into a BE class, that they would open themselves up for growth and allow God to really transform them because this is a God thing. And as we're praying and we're believing God, there's a lot of prayer that goes on in the class. There's a lot of just comforting and people breaking down in tears and and sharing the the hurts and and getting over those things and seeing what God has for them next. And so an individual can come in, have no real clue as to what God wants to use them for in business or in ministry, and come out with a plan and therefore continue to pursue it through BE1, 2, and 3 and come out with a real business plan that is marketable after BE3.
0: So as I understood it, The Urban Initiative is really to work alongside those churches that are planted inside urban areas to help get the message of biblical entrepreneurship out into the community and to spurn growth, to to, uh, encourage growth of new businesses within that urban community. Have you started to see within Hope Church, Nadine and Charles, have you started to see uh, people get interested in actually creating jobs and maybe getting off of maybe they've got dead end jobs, or maybe they've been uh, they they just have never been encouraged to to take the talents that God's given them and and do something with them. Are you starting to see some people get off the pews and get into action?
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, from my perspective, again, I'm I'm no longer working with Hope Church directly. I work with Nadine and I, I do work with Bishop, but I'm working with um, another church in town, uh, Orlando World Outreach. Uh, They've got a huge event coming up. And so we're seeing people that's inspired and then getting the instruction to grow, which means that they may need to go back to school and go to an institution of higher learning or getting to a company where they can use their talents and services. Nadine's Company is a great place where we're seeing people to grow, to get involved, and use their talents and gifts and services to to continue to grow themselves so that they can grow a business.
0: All right, so how do we get this started, both of you? How do we get this started in Tampa Bay? Nadine, I said you said in an email to me you got connections in Lakeland. I know you're you're in Orlando. Charles, you're working out of Kissimmee. How do we get this started in Tampa Bay? Cuz we got plenty of urban areas right here. That and there's plenty of urban churches. How are you guys reaching out into this community? Because this community, just like, or the Orlando area, has got three, two, three million people. Tampa Bay's got four and a half million people, and we've got a lot of people that need the opportunities of learning to be an entrepreneur. How do we break into Tampa Bay with the urban initiative?
1: Well, the, the good thing, Jim, is um, again, my my charge is to get it to spread it wide. I was just up in um, Sanford. Uh, working with a pastor up there. Um, interestingly enough, was in Charlotte working with uh, Joe Gibbs Racing, and Joe Gibbs Racing is very interesting. His racing team is very interested in some of the things that we're doing. They're looking at from the, the, the men's side of thing, and, and really getting men engaged back with the kingdom of God and doing outreach. So the key would be doing outreach. We do seminars. We do an introductory seminar for churches to be able to talk about it, to bring some of the people along. Because remember, this is around the world in 23 uh, different countries and also in the different states up in D.C., here in Florida. We, we've got uh, in, in uh, Indiana, in Colorado, and places that, that there is a need for this kind of work. And when the church comes together and to collaborate, we're seeing urban churches collaborate with suburban churches and then with, with the, the municipalities as well as with the colleges and universities and seeing this come together. So wherever there are pockets of people that are looking to be transformed, you know, we, we are available to come and to share our story and to share the, the structure that Patrice has put into place. And, and, you know, the beautiful thing is that you can be as creative as you want because you've got to be open to the leading of the Holy Spirit in this.
0: Well, and here's what I want to see. You guys are getting connections all over Florida. I know that, I know that uh, Nadine, you've only been here for a little while, and Charles, you haven't been here forever either. Let's give me some names of some people and some churches here locally. Let me know who we need to reach out to. But let's start tackling some of these churches in Tampa Bay. Nadine, what is by far the most significant thing that you learned going through the biblical entrepreneurship classes put on by the Nehemiah Project? What's the one thing that resounded in your head that is... Oh, okay. What is it?
2: Oh, you want me to answer? Yeah, go ahead and start answering well, now, and then I'll interrupt
0: you with a break. But go ahead.
2: Um, the, the, the challenge of wealth. Um, uh, when, when money comes in, very, very large... And uh, you question, the, the, the you're at a deciding factor of, should I move forward in this area that's going to help my family and my ministry, or is it a seed of something that's going to destroy me? Uh, wh- I think that's the area that I think biblical entrepreneurship helps you with. But without biblical entrepreneurship, I probably fell in that gap way too many times.
0: Got it. We're talking today with Nadine Watson and Charles Kearse about the Urban Initiative. So, Nadine, going back to the question, you said learning about the biblical perspective on money really made a a big impact on your life by going through the biblical entrepreneurship classes put on by the Nehemiah Project.
2: Absolutely, it did. Um, You know, the love of money and how you perceive it. Uh, you know, I am a first-generation Haitian-American, and I was taught to uh, go to college, do well, get a big job, do better, and all these things, right? And you do this, and I was a Christian child growing up, but sometimes you get lost. And when you stop and you understand, what does God want me to do with this
0: money? It's a great what does question. God want me to do with this? It's a fabulous question to ask and to answer, to hear God's answer. Charles, when you went through the biblical entrepreneurship classes, what was the one thing that impacted your life? What was the one thing that just whacked you over the head and said, wow?
1: Well, the, the move of God in reconciling the body of Christ. Uh, the, the, the see brothers and sisters come together during the week, you know, Sunday's still the most segregated time in our nation. And part of the reason why we see the, the disintegration of inner cities is because the light is pulled out. The salt is pulled out. Now, this comes together, and I work with brothers and sisters that, uh, for instance, one of the guys that uh, is the leader over here in the, the um, Central Florida area is uh, Pastor George Cope. Pastor Cope actually pastored across the bridge from me in Agawam, Massachusetts, when I pastored in Springfield, Massachusetts. And I knew of him, but we never worked together. Now we work together. So the biggest thing that I see and my big aha is God is pulling the body of Christ together. Amen. He's bringing all the resources together and saying we're going to impact the world from the inner city to the outer bounds of the, the suburbs all the, in every nation. Not just, you know, here in the United, Nations, United States of America, but every nation. Uh, Orlando has every nation. Between here and St. Pete, we have a hundred million people coming. Yeah, it's an, and God it's is amazing. up to something. So I believe we're, we're, we're positioned for a revival. And this conversation around business, it breaks down the walls. And so that's what my epiphany, breaking down the walls, seeing reconcilia- reconciliation happen in the body of Christ, and just being allowed to be a part of it. It's very exciting.
0: Charles Kierce, Nadine Watson, thanks so much for being on iWork for him today. You're it's such a blessing. Let's stay in touch.
1: What Thank you, you, Jim.
0: What did you guys learn today on how we can take this city? You heard today from Charles and Nadine about the impact teaching biblical entrepreneurship in the urban areas around our country and the impact it's making on people's lives as nadine said so well to bring hope in an area where there is no hope and charles talked about the miraculous work of christ in his life as an entrepreneur thug as he said to now an entrepreneur teaching entrepreneurship both of them teaching and encouraging entrepreneurship in the inner city in the suburban areas maybe out in the farm areas but the bottom line is If we can teach people not only to eat fish or to give them fish or to know how to fish, but to teach them how to teach others to fish, that's how we impact this culture. That's how we take over our country for Christ by loving our neighbors the way we needed to be loved when we were down and out. The Nehemiah Project. Find them online at the nehemiahproject.org, nehemiahproject.org. You've been listening to the I Work for Him Show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. I'm a Christ follower. I own my own business, but ultimately... I work for him.